0: Hello, everyone. Before we dive into this week's extra special early edition of The Wrap on the Fight Game Media Network, I have a couple of housekeeping notes to attend to. So the reason why you're getting this episode a little earlier than usual is because my co-captain Scott Young is going on vacation starting this weekend and he'll be away for the next week or so. That's why we recorded the episode earlier this week to get it to you guys as soon as possible. Because of that, no smackdown review will be included in this episode or our real-time reactions to the press conference that aired on Peacock last night, hyping up WrestleMania 40. But by the beauty of technology, I'm able to drop some quick thoughts on what I thought about what went down last night in Las Vegas, Nevada. And after much noise, debate, controversy we're back on track it will be cody Rhodes versus roman reigns for the universal championship at wrestlemania 40 cody has made his choice but roman reigns tried to make his choice by picking the rock and we had this whole powerpoint presentation about the bloodline about the dynasty about ancestors and the lineage of it all. And Cody was not here for it. And unfortunately for Seth, he was like the fourth wheel in this situation. But based on what went down with the pushing, the shoving, the slap by the rock to Cody Rhodes, we could be heading to a possible tag team match involving Roman and The Rock versus Cody and Seth at WrestleMania night one and have Cody and Roman work night two in the main event. That's very much a possibility and it's a great compromise if they opt to go in that direction. But then that means Seth, who's recovering from a torn meniscus, has to work twice on the same weekend. It's definitely risky. Maybe you could say the main event for potentially backlash in France if they opt to wait that long. It's up to WWE. But regardless, you got two potential big time matches on your hands heading into WrestleMania and backlash over the next couple of months. But at least wwe listened to the people the pivot is pivoting and that's a good thing the rock was out there and he got a first sample of that was a mixed reaction and cody got a weird reaction too and hopefully this doesn't stunt his babyface momentum but it's wwe you never know but thankfully they stopped things from getting too crazy but we still got a little under two months to go a lot of television time to fill up and we'll see how the rock plays it because now that it's about family it's personal And I can't wait to see Serious Rock cut down on the comedy and be able to lean in on being a heel if need be in this feud against Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns deferring to The Rock was very telling during that presser as well so those are my quick take thoughts on the press conference last night it was a WWE event it was unforgettable in a lot of ways but we'll get into it a little bit more when Scott and I reconnect the following Monday for a very special Tuesday drop of The Wrap on Tuesday February 20th on all of your favorite podcast directories you know where to find us Click play, listen, tune in because that will be the week when we're prepping for Elimination Chamber going down in Perth, Australia on Saturday, February 24th at the crazy hour of 5 a.m. Eastern 2 o'clock a.m. Pacific time on Peacock. Scott and I will get back together for a Sunday wrap on February 25th, recapping that event for your listening pleasure. So it's going to be a crazy couple of weeks for us. You got a Tuesday wrap followed by a Sunday wrap, and then we'll be back to normal on Monday, setting into the heart of WrestleMania season. So that is the schedule for the next few weeks as we are on that road to WrestleMania. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's wrap from the future past tense Take care and bye bye, guys. See you later. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Rap right here on the Fake Game Media Network. Happy Monday to you all as we begin a brand new week for WWE as we count down to Elimination Chamber in a couple of weeks' time, or maybe by the time the show drops. It will be Elimination Chamber Week. I'm not certain on that, but we're pretty close to the show going down live in Perth, Australia. I'm Keela Cash, and by myself, as always, is my co-captain, my right-hand, sometimes advocate for the rapidly improving Von Wagner. I bring to you back on the free feed, Salty Scott Young. Welcome back, Salty.
1: Thank you for having me, Keela. And as always, it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE. I'm excited about the conversation. Uh, i look I look forward to uh, talking about a exciting half week of w w e and uh, and Malik the Freak seems to have uh, been unleashed. and uh, I'm excited. This should be a fun. this should be a fun one.
0: Yes. So spoiler alert, we are taping this episode a little earlier than usual because Scott is heading out of town for next week. So we are doing a very rare Wednesday episode of The Wrap recorded for a Monday drop. But we still got a lot to discuss this week and we're going to be diving into the future regarding the press conference going down After the show wraps Thursday, which will already be in the books for Monday's show when it drops. But it doesn't mean that we can't speculate and guess what's going to happen in this presser in Las Vegas. Happening up WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia in a couple of months time. But as Scott alluded to, it was a great week for one Malik the Freak blade on nxt we'll get to his performance shortly but let's get to the movement that has definitely captivated the wrestling world in the last week or so it is hashtag we want cody a trend that trended worldwide over the weekend on twitter aka x and i think that some fans have taken things too far because now we have death threats being issued out to ava who is The Rock's daughter. And to me, at this point, it is taking things way too far. This is not real, people. This is so unserious regarding a WrestleMania main event. There is no need to be that drastic and crazy. I implore people to stop. It's not that deep. Stop spamming comments. Stop being extra. It's just too much. And it just gives... Wrestling fans, a bad name because the majority of us are sane and normal. We don't take this too seriously. But there is unfortunately a small part. Uh, there, uh, there is unfortunately a small pocket of fans out there that think that this is real. Damn it. And they take things way too far and they suck the fun out of everything. And issuing death threats is a way to do that. And it is not a good look whatsoever. It came to the point where Ava had to deactivate her Twitter because the threats are being so excessive over the last few days. So fans, please calm down. It's not that deep. Wrestling is not real. Please settle yourselves.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wild, wild thing that we even have to uh, discuss and talk about. Uh, she's essentially an innocent bystander, but I, you know, the fact that she had to do all that because I'm sure she probably just goes through a daily dosage of just being the Rock's daughter anyway. Like I'm sure, just being the Rock's daughter and trying to uh you know make your own path in the same profession already comes with its own burdens and then have to deal with that yeah completely unnecessary unneeded and it, it just gives a bad light reflection like you said so uh hopefully that's you know nipped in the bud real quick i hope that's a that that's done over with we got those we got those weeds out and now we can go back to uh, just you know wondering why we're back to Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, cutting Cody's legs out instead of wondering why we got idiots on, on, on the X.
0: Yes, let's get back to priority number one, which is Dwayne Johnson doing the most. Nothing more, nothing less than that. Hopefully that has calmed down in recent days just too much. Like, you know, at first it's fun and like you're having a ball with the hashtag and then it takes a dark turn. And that just sucks the fun out of what could be a very fun storyline heading into WrestleMania season. But let's get to hashtag We want Cody because that was the movement that translated to Monday Night Raw this past Monday in St. Louis, Missouri. And that was the first thing we saw at the top of the show was Seth Rollins, Cody Rhodes having a confrontation in the ring. And every time The Rock was mentioned talking about what happened on SmackDown this past Friday. The fans booed anything Dwayne The Rock Johnson related. We got Rocky sucks chants. And Michael Cole says, is this 1996? Like, have we really gone back in time that Rocky is getting booed in the year 2024? But yes, that is very much the case. It wasn't like these crazy shower of boos, but they were pretty loud. And that has continued not only on this show, but of course, NXT TV as well. So this is a trend alert that will definitely be looked at heading into the press conference that will go down on thursday but the fans they love cody they had the signs out and apparently that is planted by wwe they're leaning into this storyline and for all we know this could become a storyline by the end of thursday's press or we shall see about that but before cody can even say a word we have drew mcintyre come out and basically say listen hey, since Cody, you've given up your spot at WrestleMania. Why don't you step aside? Let me slide in and face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. You know, Rollins' body is broken down. He's a dog. But at the same time, a dog's going to be put down after your first injury or so. But let me step in. Let me be the champion these people need. And Seth Rollins is like, I beat you twice. And then... Drew McIntyre comes back to tell Seth, hey, didn't Cody beat you three times already in the last couple of years? So what are you talking about wins or losses for? So I like that Drew McIntyre is a guy that's going to throw your record or lack thereof in your face to let you know that you ain't got nothing on me. We both are on a schneid a little bit when it comes to facing Cody and or me facing yourself in that situation, Seth. So I love the fact that Drew McIntyre is trying to stir the pot. He's got the t-shirt on talking about how he prayed for CM Punk's injury that his WrestleMania dreams were buried all in the same year. So Drew McIntyre to me is probably the best heel in the game today, getting the proper heat. And I enjoyed this segment. They didn't go too crazy into what they intend to do with Cody heading into WrestleMania, but the fact that they're acknowledging it on TV, that Michael Cole is making jokes about Rocky sucks chance on commentary tells us that maybe just maybe this would be, this will become a storyline during the presser on Thursday. Cause everybody's going to be their rock Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, what will be said, how the looks are going to go. We'll see about it, but you can see the translation on TV thus far, and we'll see how far it goes heading into WrestleMania season, Scott.
1: Yeah, this, um, they're definitely trying to, to recreate and emulate the, the Daniel Bryan S storyline with the rock and, uh, and in all this, and, you know, with Cody, I'm sorry, with Cody being the Daniel Bryan type guy, but I just, you know, and, and I've seen, you know, we, if you listen to the show, you've probably seen the reports of them saying they've had this planned and, um, you know, The Rock knows what he's doing. I saw him cut off the plane today and he said, I'm Mr. Slowburn or something like that. And he wasn't talking about what he had on the plane. Um, so I, I just, I think, I think this whole thing is—it's <laughs> going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I—I I, I don't think this was planned. I think they expected this to be a slam dunk and for everyone to still be like, "Oh, well, it's okay, Cody. It's the Rock." And people are like, "Nah, man, we—we we ready for Cody. We're ready for—we're ready for the ninth inning." And the way—the way Dwayne is talking, uh, we, we are just getting started on Game Two of the doubleheader.
0: oh my gosh and that's not good and I need Dwayne to not be tone deaf this is not the time for that because I think that in the moment on Friday when he was in Birmingham and the fans went crazy yeah that's a natural reaction you're there and like holy shit it's a face to face confrontation but when you take away that moment out of that bubble and you go online and you sit at home and you realize Cody legit gave up his spot at WrestleMania to The Rock that is something you just can't turn your brain off and say oh I'm cool with Roman and I'm I'm cool with Roman and The Rock main eventing WrestleMania. It doesn't sit right because we saw this guy and Cody Rhodes go back to back at the Warrior Rumble when... Back to back rumbles for the first time in 26 years, and yes, it was predictable. But the fans have been in on this story for over a year. They waited for this. It was patience that was a virtue that paid off. And then, all in the same week, you say, "No, this is not this is not what we're going to do." And The Rock says, "Oh, I know what the people want. I'm going to say WrestleMania." But you have to just think like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they understand that because to me. Is not Daniel Bryan from ten years ago? Because this is an act of choice to reverse course on what was already set in stone, dating back to last year's WrestleMania. This is well built. This is well built up from the moment Cody lost to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. We've been on this slow burn trajectory back to where Cody needs to be. And then we take a sharp left turn due to injuries. And I need The Rock to understand that this was not the best business decision. And if you got to go out in front of crowds to really hear what they have to say, to fully understand that you might need to take a step back or at the most, make this a triple threat. Because if you don't, And I heard the sentiment saying they're going to make money. It's going to be the most watched WrestleMania ever. They don't care about reactions. Trust and believe that if you're the last match at WrestleMania and you're going to get booed at the building, you're going to feel that. I don't care who you are. Because if you don't believe that's not going to affect you, your arrogance is unbelievable to me. So yeah, I think you would care about being booed at the building and people chanting, we want Cody for 20 minutes. So I think it's time to think wisely about this and realize that the best you can do is make this a triple threat or the best you can do is just step aside because honestly speaking, did not need the rock on this show this year. WrestleMania would have been just fine.
1: So, you know, it's still like you said, we're still going to, you know, since when we're recording this, um, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. He could swerve us all and say, you know, I, I'm oh, I wasn't oh, on wrestling. I was I'm just here. I just want to look you in the eye. You thought I was wrestling? Nah, not this year. I could deal with Cena, you know, build it up for a year. Um, so or he could say he's the special guest referee and Cody could still come in and sign and say, hey. I'm just going to work both nights. You know, I'm I'm just going to just going to go for both, of us. so we, we don't know what's going to happen yet, but if it does end up going as you said, just a singles match, uh when we just get the Rock versus Roman Reigns, they got a real uphill battle. Um you know, and, and even a, a more recent example of uh, somebody being an old, an older wrestler being brought back for a big match. This is not Stone Cold Kevin Owens. You know, this is not even in that type of vein. So, and I don't even know if The Rock can give us the type of match that Stone Cold gave us. You know, Roman Reigns isn't going to be mo- making that type of movement that Kevin Owens was. Uh, Kevin Owens was bouncing all around. Like they, they, they had a match. So it's going to be very. I, I, a triple threat is the best bet as far as if you want the best match quality and the WrestleManias these last few years especially post pandemic i would say i would you know even before that it was you know a big thing but especially post pandemic WrestleMania main events have become something where you look at them I and like hey, all right we we are expecting a classic like we're genuinely expecting a classic 'Cause we've gotten great matches just about every WrestleMania post pandemic, every WrestleMania, every night. So you are expected to have a great spin. Last year was great. People didn't like the ending, but the match was great. Cody and Roman put on a great match. And I, I just you know, and you know you you know you're going to get a great women's match, women's title match earlier in the night, regardless of whether it's Bailey Eo or whether it's Rhea versus whoever. Versus whoever, and that's just those two matches. So you know you're gonna have a great match to follow in that. And don't let Gunther be on this night. Mm. Don't let Gunther be on this night too, because that's two big time matches right there. So I'm not saying it can't be done. You know, I'm not saying it can't be done because with with the bells and whistles and you just bringing the whole Bloodline gang into it and everything, it can be. But triple threat is the best way to go. Cody pins The Rock, keeps the title. Roman can go and beat The Rock at some point later on. And then you can have Cody versus Roman. Roman hasn't been pinned yet. Singles hasn't. Cody hasn't beaten Roman. There's still that bit of the story left. You know, th- there's ways you can do it. But that, that one-on-one Roman versus The Rock is a, it's a dangerous battle right there.
0: It's very dangerous. And by the time we come back next week... Afterwards, really, we're going to find out how did it go. We'll talk about it probably on the timeline, but this is definitely something that WWE has to think very carefully about if this is what you really want to do. Heading into WrestleMania, the house was already sold. Like I said before, 50,000 tickets sold night one, over 50,000 for night two as well. Tickets were not an issue. This was already a show, show before, a, before a match was even announced. So, to me, Hit the panic button unnecessarily, and we'll see how it goes. Will they pivot? We shall find out in due time. But they are self-aware enough to turn this to a storyline, but to, to, to what length, we don't know just yet. But at least they're not tone deaf and just saying, we don't acknowledge any of this. We don't acknowledge the booze. We don't acknowledge we want Cody. In fact, they're leaning in. How far they're going to lean in, we'll probably find out by Thursday. But if they stick with this one-on-one match, it's gonna be an ugly night in Philadelphia, and as Scott said, if Gunther's on that card at night too, and if it happens to be Gunther and Braun Breaker, well, I'm sorry, guys, show stiller.
1: Oh, I don't think we're getting that, but yeah, you're you're right though. You're right though that because that, that, <laughs> Braun would beat him. I'm just going though if that is the match, Braun's beating him. But you know, we'll see what happens.
0: We should. You don't think it's gonna be Braun, really?
1: Nah, I I don't I don't think it's gonna be Braun. Um, I know they set it up for that, but I I I don't think it's gonna be Braun. I, I think with Gunther, man, I'm 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 still banking on Big E. Like mm. the way they got New Day mixing in with Jay, because we know we're getting Jay Jimmy, like we know that's gonna happen. And you can't just have the New Day outnumbered versus Imperium. Who else is gonna save the day?
0: And Big E's been teasing things lately, he's been around more functions. <laughs> with the new day to be more seen as a trio. So I like that possibility. I am gonna keep it in the back pocket. But what I will also say is that, hmm, I will not be opposed to Braun doing it either. I love that idea, but I'm all about Gunther having a spotlight match at WrestleMania. That's all that matters. I'm looking forward to that above everything else. Automatic show stealer. I don't doubt that for a second. And speaking of the new day, we have a fatal four-way match because we had one on SmackDown this past Friday. The winner of each fatal four-way will meet up and they will face the Judgment Day, presumably at Elimination Chamber. And the one thing I do want to note about Gunther is that they are teasing something with him and Jay. But as I keep alluding to, Gunther can't leave the country for six months. So that match will have to happen stateside.
1: It's a big match for Raw. I think it that's a, that's a, that's a great Monday Night Raw match. Um, they, like, they they've made Gunther kind of must see TV. Like, it, people people genuinely get excited about Gunther's matches. Gunther versus Jay is gonna be a great match. Man, did you see that crowd vibing with him? Yeah, did you see that wave of hands just going with him? Man, that he he a vibe. Like when he come out and he get hype, he a vibe and. Pat McAfee done found his new man to get hype with since he can't <laughs> do it with Shinsuke no more. You know,
0: like, Jay, a whole vibe, man. I told you, listen, that theme song is repetitive, but it is a vibe. Yeah, it yeah. is a vibe when he, yeah, that vibe he hits. Sure. He's a vibe. He's great. We're going to get to Gunther and Jay a little bit later, but as I talked about earlier, it is a fatal 4 match involving the New Day, Imperium, DIY, and the Alpha Academy. And I th- was it Alpha Academy? I think it was who was in this match. It was DIY. It was A New Day. Mm-hmm. It was the Creed Brothers and it was Imperium, correct?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Because It was not AFL Academy. They were not yep. in this match. All right. So was a fatal four way with those four teams. And the winners will face Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate on SmackDown this Friday. The winners will face Judgment Day's Finn Balor and Demian Priest for those tag team titles at Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. Really enjoyed this match. We had some great Tower of Doom spots. We had some airway crashes courtesy of Champa, and dropping his opponent onto everyone on the outside. We had Julius doing a flip dive. We had Brutus doing crazy things as well. Just all impact action throughout. Loving the near falls and action. But it comes down to DIY being able to snuff the pin from the Creed Brothers who had Imperium beat. And instead we had DIY hit the DIY hit the high and low on Giovanni Vinci to win this match. And they will face Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne on SmackDown. And that should be an NXT black and gold quality tag team match. That should be given, honestly speaking, 20 minutes of TV time, minimal commercials, give them a show and I will live. But really fun match. And I just want some fresh opponents for Judgment Day heading into Elimination Chamber, and I would prefer to see Dunn and Tyler Bate get the W. Saw DIY do the match before; it was very good. But give me Bait and Dunn, why not?
1: Yeah, this was a this was a fun match. A, a nice, uh, you know, Julius got the show out. Brutus got the show out. They are starting to fall into uh, the American Alpha category as far as what now. You know, you're caught up. You had your big showcase. You lost your title match. You didn't even win that. You lost your title match. What? Now you're just a team that's kind of just floating around. Not much. You know, you're probably going to be in some type of fatal four-way showcase at WrestleMania. You know, what? What? what's the plan going with the Creed brothers? And this is kind of what I fear when they got called up and they were just called up and thrown out there. You know, what? what's the plan? And that was really my biggest takeaway watching this whole thing is. Man, if they're not winning this thing and, and going forward, what are, what are we doing with the Creed brothers? Man, you keep showcasing them. When are we going to pull the trigger with those guys, especially when DIY is not winning, um, at least um, as far as beating the Judgment Day? I don't see uh, Baton and Dunn beating the Judgment Day. It, it, so what, what what are we doing right now? Uh, I'm fully expecting at WrestleMania uh, the awesome truth to beat the Judgment Day, but that's a whole another subject right there. Um but yeah, uh, Baton, uh, I I personally wouldn't mind a triple threat at at um at on Raw. You know, maybe have Judgment Day just come out and take out both teams, and then we can go ahead and uh just get a just get a nice old triple threat for the tag match. Because I don't think a singles match it's either one either team is believable. But I think in a triple threat, I have I, me personally I have much more believability in the tag titles coming off of Judgment Day.
0: I agree. And I think it'd be a more compelling match as well. It'd be really good. And I'm here for it. How we get there. I don't know. Maybe Judgment Day interferes in the match on Friday to get a triple threat, which I would love to see. But for the Creed brothers, you call them up. We see the talent. I do not want to see them wasted away on Monday Raw. Their day has to come eventually. Maybe it was time to make that move before the end of last year if you're trying to establish them as a tag team. But the year is still young. But I do not want this wins, I don't want this window to be shrinking on them because they're really good, especially Julius. You know how I feel about him. So hopefully, you know, the booking will get better. But when you make the call to the main roster, you do want them to be showcased and not forgotten. And since they lost that tag team title match to Judgment Day a little under two months ago, they have been kind off of MIA off of television. And I don't want that to become a trend.
1: Yeah, and that, that's, that's exactly my thing. And that's kind of why, you know, another team that's really fallen off is Chad Gable and Otis. You know, mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot of Akira Tozawa and Maxine but you know, not a lot of Chad Gable and Otis. And that's kind of why the, as far as the call up, I wanted alpha wit. And I, you know, a lot of people wanted this as well, but that's kind of why I wanted those two together is because that way you can at least continue to showcase everyone. You have this big faction. You're seeing everyone on a weekly basis. You can have those guys having matches. You can have them training in the back, always working on their craft, doing something. We see Chad Gable being a leader I like where's Ivy been since you know since her match with Rhea Ripley you know what what's been going on with her so I, that's part of the reason why I wanted them in this big faction and so that way you have people being seen on TV people having roles and people being just giving you a reason to care about them more than just oh hey the Creed brothers I forgot they're even on Raw
0: and that shouldn't be the case. It really shouldn't. And on top of that, regarding Chad Gable, what happened to his quest to be Gunther for the IC title?
1: Oh, I think his kids was like, hey, you know what, Dad? After the last beating you got in front of us, we're good. <laughs> don't even, don't even worry about that one. Wait till, he, wait till he loses or wait till you get traded to SmackDown. We're good, Dad. We don't need to see that again.
0: His daughter said, you know what? I've been traumatized one too many times by you. I have seen enough. I don't know want to go through this again. So what we're not going to do is have a rematch. I don't want you to go on your journey. You're not going to finish your story, dad, because I cried my eyes out and all eyes were on me and I was embarrassed. So what we're not going to do is that, again, leave me alone. Exactly. I don't blame her because she was traumatized that night. No lie. As we get to our next segment, which is... Gunther and Jey Uso, we talked about this a little bit earlier, and I have to say that Gunther is amazing. We've talked about him reverently on this show before, but the one thing I don't think that people give Gunther enough credit for is his promo ability. He's got like Elegant swag for days. And he talks with class and elegance and grace. And he can talk mad shit and back it up. And he talked about having this celebration 600 plus days as intercontinental champions. Like, I don't want no more of these celebrations. I know how great I am. It's already been established that no one can beat me. Nobody can touch me. I am the greatest intercontinental champion at all time. Nobody can even shine my boots basically and this leads to Jay Uso coming out and as Scott talked about earlier the fans were hyped they had their hand movements in sync in unison Pat McAfee was in the groove Michael saying hey Pat you need to get back in shape you know to do this every week but Pat elevates Jay's entrance even more it's like a party scene you love it and Jay's like hey I got next. I think I can beat you for the title. And Gunther lets him know, I eliminated you from the Warrior Rumble. And Jay talks about his own accolades as the longest reigning, undisputed tag team champion, thousand plus day run. I know, what it is. I know what it means to break records, to be a record setter, to be a record breaker. And Gunther's like, you know what? Very impressive resume. You are one of the greatest tag teams to ever do it. Having this prolific title run, a thousand plus days. But you know, you only did... of the work during your prolific title run and I do all of the work by myself no help whatsoever I can't say the same about you and he was basically like you can't beat me but I tell you what I am going to do I'm going to beat you so bad that we're going to not be able to tell you or your brother apart oops and then he shoves jay and jay is trying to fight back he gets jumped by imperium the new day make the save But Gunther, the way he talks shit is an art form that should be respected. He's not afraid. He's intimidating. He'll get in your space and he will push back when need be. And Jay's a great promo. He truly is. But there's something about how Gunther carries himself on the microphone that grabs my attention every single time. The swag is undeniable. We said this over the summer, married life has done Gunther a world of good. And now he's a dad too. So he's a dad and a husband and he's just filling himself right now. And I love that for him, but his mic skills are pretty damn good. He talks shit. He can back it up. And we've seen that time and time again for nearly two years on the main roster. And he is one of the great success stories from NXT UK, NXT, and ultimately the main roster.
1: Yeah, you, you talk about success stories. I uh there's all, I mean you can it's hard to even name a time when he wasn't champion at any level. Um it's it's it's, it's a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, his uh his promo, he, you know, he never got angry. He's got this confidence to him where he's like, you know, who who what are you what are you talking about? You don't have anybody backing you up. You haven't won anything without your family. Or you haven't done anything without without them? What do you think you're going to do now? Um, and he, he's a bully, but he's the bully that you can't beat up. You know, he he's hes the bully that you can't knock down. He's the one bully. You know, you, you're you always taught the one thing to do with a bully is go punch him in the mouth. Let me tell you something. There are certain bullies. That's a bully right there. You know, you go punch him in the mouth, you need to make sure you punch him with something like a brick. You can't just go <laughs> hit him with your <laughs> fist. If you're going to go punch that bully in the mouth, you got to go hit him with a brick, and you got to keep hitting him. He can't let him get up. He can't get up. That bully can't get back up, um, but but he he's so you know, like like we talked about, it's 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 the married life, you know. I'm waiting for the for the honeymoon effect to go off, but apparently that ain't going nowhere. Life is great, you know. <laughs> life is great, so you know that ain't going nowhere. They like you said, they just had a kid, so he. He like, yeah, I must defend this house now. No, I can't lose. Are you kidding me? I got, I got mouths to feed. Do you understand now? I'm fighting for a But fa- I was just fighting for myself. I was being selfish back then. I got a family to fight for? Oh, y'all definitely not taking nothing from me. Y'all ain't taking no money out of my pocket. Uh, Gunther's great. And that's why I said, Roman and Rock better be careful. If this guy's on your card, you're in trouble
0: serious trouble show stiller he did that last year and cody still held his own because it was gunther sheamus and drew mcintyre five star match and we know he can deliver at wrestlemania and it i think scott does not think it's bond breaker but if there's anybody that can hold their own against gunther that is going to be like automatic four and a quarter stars and he's just going to give people a show regardless and i have to say that you know in imperium I got my boy Ludwig. He gets like unlimited cheddar biscuits all the time. Gunther, lifetime supply of cheddar biscuits. Who are
1: who are, who, are, who are you, Jordan the Stallion from TikTok, giving <laughs> giving out cheddar biscuit recipes? Talk about some lifetime supply. Yes, a lifetime biscuit. supply.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Come here. Listen. Um, <laughs> a lifetime surprise and you know (laughs) Giovanni's just sitting over there like guys you all do know I'm also in the group right like people do understand I'm in the group too all everybody talks about is Gunther this Ludwig this Giovanni's like don't forget about me
0: listen Giovanni's my guy too but it's Gunther and Ludwig for me that just stand on business a little bit differently than giovanni now giovanni can go now you know he rustles out of his mind when he needs to Mm -hmm. but for me gunther gets a lifetime supply of cheddar biscuits ludwig gets unlimited cheddar biscuits and i saw tiffany and ludwig at the premiere of bianca and montez's new reality show and i see how she'll be looking at ludwig girl you're very lucky they'll be married in two years
1: So what's the difference between a lifetime and unlimited? Like so, when he leaves the restaurant, his he's cut off. But when Gunther leaves, he just calls somebody like, "Yo, I need a, I need a, I need a sleeve." Yes. Got it.
0: Yes, that's how It's different. It's like Ludwig. It just stepped below Gunther. Like that's a lifetime supply of cheddar biscuits. So he's built
1: different. Essentially, he got Doordash on speed dial.
0: Basically, yes. Got it. Yes. You know, Louie's my guy too, but Gunther just a just a touch above the rest. He's a special. Bobby,
1: Bobby Flay coming to his house to cook him
0: cheddar biscuit. Oh, you need to sleep, bro. <laughs> <I got you. laughs> he gets customized biscuits from chefs all over the world. Got
1: it. Got it. It's
0: kind of made like that. I love that for him, but yes, I love this segment. Gunther, Sebastian, him and Jay should have a good match. It will not be an elimination chamber. It will be in in, in America. And I'm looking forward to that. And if we are to believe that Big E is getting closer to her return, that would be a fabulous return match at WrestleMania. That would be like a special moment. If it's not Big E, then Braun Breaker is a great number two. And either match would be dangerous for Dwayne and Roman at WrestleMania night two. Just saying. As we now get to our main event of Monday Night Raw. now. We thought that Shisuke Nakamura and Cody Rose's business was done. But think again, they're not done because. Shisuke Nakamura attacked Cody at a live event this past weekend, and we had to run it back one more time via a Borough match. And, you know, the fans love Cody, but even they have their limit. Now, the St. Louis crowd was tapering off throughout the night, kind of very quiet during the women's tax and title match involving Kaden Carter and Katana Chance versus Asuka and Kyrie Sane. I mean, they were like quiet, quiet, pin drop, quiet. Very, very dry. This match was okay, but we've been there, done that. The feud has been went into the ground. There's nothing else you can do, even with the bull rope. And it was just Solid Cody's over, but even the fans got tired towards the end because of this feud, and it was solid action. Just again, Nakamura is a good heel, but like I said, it's detachment when we saw him lose his feud outright just a few months ago before the warrior Rumble. Got the red mist, per the usual, as always. But Cody fights back, lands a crossroads for a near fall, and then he low blows Shinsuke with the cowbell and he's able to hit another crossroads for the victory. One, two, three. After the match is over, Drew McIntyre attacks Cody Rhodes from behind, Claymore's him, and that appears to be what could be a very good match at Elimination Chamber involving Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes as we try to find out exactly Cody's path to WrestleMania, which could be answered by the end of Thursday's press conference hyping WrestleMania 40.
1: Yeah, the bull rope match was that was fine, um, you know. I, I want a little bit more for Shinsuke. I'd like for him to win one of these feuds, but uh, the role that they have him in, what they have him doing, he he's doing it well. Uh, he's he's the perfect uh, anime villain right now. As far as uh, you know, Cody and Drew goes. That, that's a dangerous match to have also at Elimination Chamber because. Drew can't. Drew doesn't really need to be losing right now either in singles matches. Losing to Seth Rollins is one thing to the, to the champion. And I get Cody's the number one babyface in the company, but you're still losing to – you're still taking another loss when Drew doesn't need to be taking that. And Cody's not losing. So, I, you know, great match. What a match. And I guess – I honestly, if you take CM Punk off the card and you're not getting Roman, you're not getting Gunther, you do owe – the people that purse something special and Rhea, you're getting Rhea, you're getting a Rhea Nia Jax match and that's going to be great. You get elimination chamber, but yeah, drew Cody match would be a nice little cake topper right there. So you might be on to something. Uh Maybe we get that type. Maybe that's the triple threat we get at WrestleMania is Cody, Seth and drew for the world heavyweight title. Cause what's Drew's path. Then you got Sammy Zayn over there. He cut a great promo backstage talking about. Or, uh, a great vignette with Sami Zayn talking about his path and how he wants to go. And we know Triple H is high on Sami Zayn. Let's not forget the beginning of the black and gold era essentially started with a long term story of Sami Zayn going from the underdog from the underground to champ, essentially becoming the number one guy in NXT. And so we know he's high on them. So maybe this becomes a four way and you get, I mean, plans have to have, have changed. So why, Sammy drew Cody, Seth. I mean, there's a ton of options you could do. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. I think the drew inclusion is very intriguing as well, especially since Seth has already beat him twice.
0: So where do we go? Because we know historically speaking, there's two elimination chamber matches. So if Cody's path is clear by Thursday's press conference, Seth, who are you facing at WrestleMania? We had Sammy also talk about wanting to be a champion and having some self-doubt about that, but there can't be more than one winner in an elimination chamber match. So if we do go the chip with red route in some way, shape, form, or fashion, is that how we get there for Seth? Drew McIntyre, and maybe Sammy. I don't know. It's very curious as to how we get to all of these moving parts heading into WrestleMania. Or do you simply do one Elimination Chamber match for the ladies to find who's going to face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania? We're going to know some answers very soon because we're inching closer to this PLE and nothing for a male Elimination Chamber has been announced yet. And it's making me wonder how they're going to navigate this heading into the show and ultimately WrestleMania as well.
1: Yeah, and I, me personally, I would rather them just have one chamber match, whether it's the men or the women. You know, obviously, it's probably going to be. It's obviously, you know, the women are having qualifying matches for it. So I would personally just like have one chamber match for the women. Um, Maybe I still get my Liv Morgan Rhea Ripley match somehow that way, even though she should have won the Rumble. But that's a whole other subject as well. Um, How we get there? You know, if this was anybody but Cody Rhodes, I would just have Drew beat him. I, simple as that. I would just have Drew beat him. Um, but you could easily just have Adam Pierce, you know, have these guys continually just beat the hell out of each other week after week after week. Um, And Adam Pierce is just like, you know what? I'll put you all in the match. And, but, you know, then that kind of ruins Cody's whole WrestleMania thing. Like he... He's using his WrestleMania shot that he won at the Rumble against for Seth Rollins, right? Like that—that's what he has to use to get that match. Or is Seth Rollins just saying, "Hey, I'm just giving you a title match because that's a whole different ball game." Like if Cody Rhodes is like, if he says at the press conference, "I'm taking on the winner of Roman and the Rock," that's when I'm using my guaranteed Rumble title shot because. As we've seen with Randy Orton and John Cena had no way out after Randy Orton won the Rumble, you obviously don't have to always challenge for the title at WrestleMania right So maybe he does something like that and then Adam Pierce is like, well then you know what I'm gonna here's here's what I'm gonna do for WrestleMania. We're gonna have our four biggest stars going at it you know we'll have Drew Seth uh, or three biggest Drew Seth and Sammy uh, and we and Cody Rhodes will throw in there as of right now as well or something like that. I I don't know how you get there. Um I just I'm also wondering what do you do with Drew and Sammy?
0: It's all confusing. Like how do we get there? Because the one thing I don't want to see is Cody's championship match at WrestleMania being diluted with multiple people, ask Seth Rollins about his match against Big E that became a fatal five-way a couple of years ago. And he won via a freaking ladder match fair and square. And people just kept getting inserted into his championship match. And I don't want that for Cody. You know, Sammy's an outlier Drew McIntyre is thirsty for a shot. Seth wants Cody, but Drew's in the mix, and Sammy wants the title shots. All of this is all in flux here. We don't have a we don't have an elimination match with the guys just yet. Might not have one heading into the ple in a couple of weeks. The ladies do rightfully so, but at the same time, I do not want Cody unless it's Dwayne and The Rock sharing. This match with multiple people, if it's Seth, is just a lot. It's convoluted. How do you get there? Because you got not only Cody's story, you got Drew's story, you got Sammy's story, you got Seth trying to prove he's the top tier champion in WWE, and they're all out to steal the show for night one. It's, if it happens, it'll be great, but my God, it's complicated and it's a little convoluted.
1: I love it. This is what I this is how I want my WrestleMania. Like I don't mind having a little bit of uh you know uncertainty as far as what's going as far as what I know. You know, I'm sure they have an idea of what they want to do, but I like not knowing exactly what's going to happen and not being sure. Like it makes me want to tune in and see what's going on cuz now I'm like, "All right, what is the plan? What are we going to do?"
0: That is true. And I think by the time this episode drops and by the time we come back in a week's time, I'm going to go on record and say that this press event airing on Peacock on Thursday, by the time it airs here on the show, it's already done, but prediction. Most watched press event in Peacock history. Hmm.
1: I don't know. I think I think they've done an NFL press conference. So that might be a tough one.
0: Oh, boy. Maybe in WWE history. Let's 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 be fair. Most wow. watched WWE press press event in oh, WWE history.
1: It'll, it, I think it'll be between this one and the Survivor Series one. Yeah,
0: yeah, definite possibility. So I'll be tuned in seven o'clock on the dot. I don't look at presses like that. I tune in right before we do our show after every PLE if it's interesting. But yeah, just to see the reactions and to see exactly what they're going to do, that is going to be very interesting. We'll just see how WWE plays it. But I'm not all I'm not against unpredictability. What I'm against is just befuddlement. And I just want everything ultimately to make sense. And to me, it's uh, it's a lot of moving parts. And as you said, we don't want to be repetitive with these triple Threat matches because if you're going to do one, yeah, I can see Seth, Sammy, and Drew to protect Seth from himself if he's not 100%. And then Cody will be in the mix with Roman and Dwayne if that's the option too. But once again, triple Threat matches, back-to-back nights. Is it a bit excessive? I don't know how we'll get there. I don't know.
1: Me either. Hopefully they do.
0: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. As we get to NXT going down this past Tuesday on USA, I got to say this is probably one of the more livelier PC crowds in quite some time. They were hyped from the word go. They had tons of heat for Carmelo Hayes. He comes out, he sits in his chair and says, I don't feel like talking right now. I'll come back later. So we started the show with the Wolf Dogs, the 2024 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners, Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. And they're just doing like a stand up routine, you know, talking and cutting jokes and making fun of each other. And I love it. They just have such. Charisma together. The chemistry is everything. I love them as a tag team. I'm going to be very sad when they break up and maybe. Corbin can tag along for a bit with Braun if they decide to get him back on the main roster. Cause this is the best Baron Corbin's ever been in terms of a personality and him and Braun just play off. They just play off each other so well. And the fans love them, even though they're heels technically, but they get sheer like baby faces despite being team asshole, which I'm for as well. But I just love them as a duo chemistry is on point and I am going to miss them when the time comes for Braun to make a decision as to which brand he's going to go to full time,
1: yeah, it's um like, like I said, if if Braun wasn't this generational talent, this is the the perfect call up situation, especially uh, with Baron being gone for so long. But they uh, they have a great chemistry, man. They they seem to genuinely enjoy each other, which adds to it. Um, the 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 Wolf Dogs. Uh, name is a crowd seems to respond to it. Uh, You know, we we've seen things from Baron Corbin in this NXT run. We've never seen before. We like, they mentioned we've seen a dive for the first time ever from Baron Corbin. Uh, Thankfully, Braun Breaker was there to give him a little push in the tush, as he said. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, they they have a great chemistry, and I I hope they do get a run with the tag titles. I'm fully expecting one of them to turn on the other, and that's probably not not yet, but down the road, and that's probably going to be Braun Swan song at a stand and deliver. It's probably him versus Corbin or them defending the titles, and then when they lose, the whoever, you know, one of them turns on the other. But, yeah, they uh, they definitely have a, a, a special chemistry between the two.
0: Yeah, it's organic, it's natural, and I love them. I don't want this to end, but Braun's meant for great things on the main roster. He's generational, as we keep saying on this show. And Baron Corbin, I said he's the best return to NXT to date. He's found himself. And I've always known he's had this personality. That's why he also gets some cheddar biscuits out of me because he really does have this really funny personality and I'm glad that's being shown and his ring work has been really good as well. So I'm glad he's really showcasing why we thought so highly of him when he was a lone wolf back in NXT 10 years ago, because he was cool. He was this guy that you could really get into as something different that we haven't seen very often in the main roster. And now we get to see this guy Older season, more experienced, been around the way, seen life, and just having fun now. And it's him not overthinking things. He's just being himself. And that's, to me, the best Baron Corbin's ever been.
1: Yeah, um, this is a a great run. And uh, I I think he's still got another singles run in him after this tag run in, in, in NXT, I mean, before. Honestly, I could see him staying in NXT for the long haul. Um, you know, they got the move coming the CW. You need veterans. You're going to have to have a consistent uh, presence in, in NXT on that roster. And I think Baron Corbin's probably found a home going forward. Um, so, especially with that CW move on the horizon.
0: The C-dub, we call it. And I think he'll find a good home. Is, I, I, th- I think he'll find a good home is there as well. You know, just, having fun and he likes the environment he's having a good time that's all that matters and the main roster will always be there and you can't knock the hustle making main roster money on nxt that is a dream and that is a gig and he's not complaining about it in the least and why should he because you're getting good television time you're having good matches and you're in a fun tag team with bond breaker who is learning to have great matches again on a high level And gaining personality, which was the one drawback until recently, like, yeah, this guy's charismatic. He's funny. He can get over if you give him the time to do so. And that is going to make him a big time star in WWE in years to come. And he will be a main event horror in due time. Best believe that. As we get to our opening match from NXT this past Tuesday, we alluded to this earlier that this was going to be a career night for Malik the freak blade and each is a versus axiom and Ethan Fraser. I did not expect this match to be this good or this great from the opening bell these guys went at it it was fast paced athletic. We saw some amazing things from everyone. Crazy dives, insane near falls and Malik Blade showed out. This guy was a part of NXT 2.0 and he was bland generic creator wrestler number five from 2k22 and all of a sudden he gets what he just a nofay, finds his personality, finds his groove in the ring and I thought he had his best showing Ever. And just a couple of weeks ago, this guy almost died if it wasn't for True Williams catching him in the clutch. This time around, he doesn't have a single slip. He's clean. He is captivating the audience. He's doing work. I was impressed by this guy. And if Walker HBK really gives Malik Blade, you just know for a time to gel and connect with the crowd and this work rate holds up they'll be tag team champions by the end of the year. This is a really good match. This wasn't just about Nathan Fraser and Axiom being great because they are, but this is about Malik Blade especially and Idris Inouye being able to hold their own and also show how good they can be on NXT and possibly someday on the main roster as well.
1: Um, So I'm I'm actually on the opposite end of that spectrum. I came away thinking like, Nathan Frazier and Axiom are so ready to to be the next big exciting uh tag team on the main roster. Like I I I see the way I was watching them, they they remind me of like London and Kendrick, just the mm. way they were moving out there and their synergy and I'm gonna tell you Nathan Fraser might genuinely might be the fastest guy on the roster. I like <laughs> His speed is just top notch, man. Like the way he hits the ropes and bounces off those ropes and comes at you. Like the explosiveness he has is, is crazy. Like, and I've like watching him these last couple of years, like he's really coming to his own. And you can his aggressiveness is up, his his physicality is there. I he's somebody, man. I I thoroughly enjoy watching Nathan Frazier. Ah uh, Russell, I thought Malik was great. um Adonis didn't get to really do his thing. Excuse um, me, <laughs> excuse me <laughs> <laughs> not a not a I said Ashante the Adonis, um in no faith, I called that man Ashante. <laughs> um not the mur ink one either, but oh listen um oh but you know by the way i heard somebody gave them a nickname um. You know, Faye and Malik. Somebody gave them a nickname that I thought was better than mine. They called them the Nelly Sweatsuit Suit Album, um, and, and I uh, I thought that was a, a very good analogy for for Idris and uh, and Malik. So uh, yeah, they they from now on they will now be the they will now be Sweat That will be their new tag team name. Um, but yeah, I, the match was really good, a lot of fun. But for me, it was this was all about Nathan Frazier. Uh and Axiom. I, I just came away just watching them like, man, they might be my favorite tag team in WWE right now.
0: They're special. I, I you know how I feel about them. I, I was just highlighting how surprised I was by Blade and an, by Blade and No an Fe. They really hold their own. But as you said, Axiom and Nathan Fraser, they're great. They're my favorite tag team outside of the Wolf Dogs in WWE right now. They're just great. And they could take the main roster by storm. That's how great they are. I would love a foot race, actually, with Fraser and Braun Breaker because they both run the ropes at insane speeds. I need like a foot race. Who can do a 440 or a 448? Will it be Braun or will it be Nathan Fraser? I need that combine footage immediately. Side by side, who's faster, Breaker or Fraser?
1: You know... That those you know they probably wouldn't want to risk it for injury purposes, but like if they did like some combine type stuff for like WrestleMania, you know how the NFL has like the games and All Star Weekend has like the skills challenges. If they did stuff like that with some of the wrestlers, that would actually be pretty cool because you would probably get some pretty cool uh, little competitions and stuff. Doing like a forty uh, or doing like some like like a high jump and stuff like that, I, I would be very interested. To see some of the guys and girls do that.
0: That's how you elevate the fan experience weekend. That used to be known as fan access. You can do that. Yeah. Safely as possible, obviously. But I would love to see the NXT guys come up, do some skills, do some skills challenges for the people out there and just have a time. I would love to see that personally. So why not do that and just give the people the show fan access. I think is pretty much retired as a concept. Basically you have the superstore, for the wrestlemania events and they might do some centralized panels and whatnot but yeah give the nxt startup something to do but at the same time um we talked about this on our show on sunday night stand and deliver eleven thirty 30 a.m when will they find the time
1: Oh, you can do it in between. I mean, it's going to end at two o'clock. You know, you'll be eat, you'll be eating lunch during the uh, North American title match. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's when the hot dogs will be. They won't even be done when the show starts. You got to wait until the middle of the show before you can even eat, order lunch. They might even have breakfast on the menu when you first get there. If you get there first, they'll have some hot cakes left for you. Uh, but that'll only be there until twelve o'clock. Once well, twelve o'clock kids, they're going right into the lunch menu. Really. Really? Yeah, they're treating this like McDonald's. You got a oh
0: time limit gosh. before you get your breakfast. I cannot with you. I cannot. I cannot. But did you just say McDonald's? Yeah, you gotta get your hotcakes and sausage for eleven
1: o'clock. That's when they shut off breakfast
0: and hash browns. I'm good on the hash brown. If
1: I'm gonna get hotcakes and sausage, I'm good on the hash brown. Now, if I'm gonna get me a biscuit. Absolutely. I'm getting some. I'm getting a hash brown.
0: (laughs) I can't. I cannot. I cannot. But I'm all for it. So, yeah, I just had to get into it a little bit more because 1130 a.m. is insane. But somehow, some way, we're going to make it through. But I'm all about the combine as well. Do that sometime for WrestleMania weekend, guys. Do it Thursday, do it Friday. Do it even Sunday but for WrestleMania. I just want to see that, give the fans something to look at and just say, hey, wow, these NXT trainees are really good. They're really fast. They're the future of WWE. So I hope they do that, take it under consideration. As we get to our closing angle from NXT this past Tuesday, Carmelo Hayes explains himself. And he is getting some great heat. I think the crowd coordinator told the fans, hey, we're on cable TV. We're not on the network. If you chant, fuck you, mellow. We're going to be taking off air, So please curtail your chance to mellow sucks or shut the hell up. So they were mainly respectful to mellow by booing him and chanting mellow tr- Mello sucks and shut the hell up and saying the trick is going to get mellow. And we have mellow returning to the arena. He's going to sit down in this chair, dark spotlight on him. And the bar, he says, is the villain is always the villain when the hero is telling the story. And he basically says, listen, I gave Trick Williams every opportunity to succeed. I gave him every chance to step out on his own to be a WWE superstar alongside me. I had no problem with Trick achieving his goals to be a champion in WWE. Even on NXT, I wanted him to be the absolute best, but not the best, not Him, not me, because he decided to go after the one championship I wanted the most, the NXT championship. He had one assignment, go after the NXT North American championship. That was going to be his ceiling. But no, he wanted what was mine and I couldn't let that happen. So he got too greedy and I had to put him in his place. I had to cut off his hopes and dreams right before they even became a reality because he was trying to take something that belonged to me and he tried to take my spot and that was not his place. So I put him back in his place and he answered the question we've been wondering dating back to Halloween Havoc back in October who attacked Trick Williams and Carmelo's admitted that he did he, he did it, he was proud of it, and he meant to do it. And then he said he'll do it again. And then that leads to Trick Williams's music playing. The fans are chanting, whoop that trick. And Melo is feigning fear that his former best friend is about to whoop his ass. And he says, oh, gotcha. But he was coming out here to save the day you thought wrong. So he was very proud of himself about what he did and how he did it. And I thought for a first True Heel promo, Melo did a very good job. He got the proper heat. He had rationale and a point to say that Trick simply got too big for his britches. That I simply gave him enough rope in order to be a champion, but not the champion on NXT. Yeah,
1: I um I, I thought the promo was great. I thought Mello was was fantastic throughout the entire thing. He um a lot of a, uh, a lot of HBK influence. Uh, someone put up a on Twitter. They put up a, a little picture of HBK anytime he's in Canada and um, and, and Mello. And it reminded me of when HBK would have Bret Hart's music play and the mm. crowd would go crazy, and he would gotcha. And <laughs> and you could say, you could see the influence right there. Um, I love the way they started the show with Mello. You know when he let the crowd chance pull in, he was like nah not yet let's wait y'all gonna wait on me and, and one thing i want to mention about what you said about you yeah uh, you mentioned that you uh one of the production people or somebody said something about that i think that would have been absolutely awesome if you know you heard the chance f you mellow and they were blurring them out and they kept going and mellows just letting them soak in and it just goes to black they just cut the black they just go to commercial you know and, and and when you come back, Melo's out the ring, you know, and, and, and they just come back and you go to Vic Joseph and he's like, hey, we had to get off the air. Uh, we apologize for the language. Uh, you know, we, we had to get Melo out of here. We apologize for the language. The crowd just, they, they hate it, you know, whatever you want to say. And just make it seem like the crowd hated Melo so much, they wouldn't even let him talk. So then next week you say, so next week we're going to have Melo in a backstage interview me and him one-on-one that way we can finally get the answers that we're looking for. You, I just think that you just had an opportunity just to give him so much heat and let all that heat just muster. And you just go black because you have to, because now you genuinely have to, or you're going to get kicked off the air and it adds to this mellow character. And now we have to tune in next week to see what the answer really was. I, 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 would have been, I would have loved for them to really feed and play into that and really just cut into black and make it seem like that's all because of Mello.
0: That's something they can do. I like that idea a lot. Very funny. Hope they got some FCC fines to pay for all those F-bombs that will be dropped. But it would be clever that Mello gets so much heat that he knocks XT off the air for five minutes. That would be great. I think that would be a way to even get him more over as a heel. And then, of course, Vic Joseph does a, sit- does a sit-down interview with Mello the following week to really explain his actions without the fans turning on him in a crazy way that would involve more explicit booze and cheers and chants. But yeah, I thought that for what was the assignment, Mello knocked that out of the park. I remember the Bret Hart troll job in Montreal many years ago, playing that man's music and Sean was laughing saying, gotcha. And that is classic HBK. And we be saying this all the time on this show that Walker HBK leans into his bag of tricks from way back when to influence the show. And we know that Mello's his guy. That's like his mini me way back when, like that's me, cocky, Got swag for days, confident, could go in the ring at a high level. Size wasn't a detriment for me. And it's definitely not for Mello in the here and now with someone else in charge of WWE. That barrier to be a main eventer is not going to be there because times are different. And he sees a lot of himself in Melo. And you see that with how Melo carries himself. And the promo he did last night was very HBK, right down to the music to troll the fans. Because when Trick does come back, when he's still from me injury. Those fans are going to go crazy, and that beatdown, that return is going to be great, which will be what I presume a setup for the main event for Stan and Deliver during WrestleMania weekend in April. But I do predict Roblox, I do predict. Roblox in a few weeks on March 5th on USA will lead to a championship match involving Dragonoff and Mello who Mello attacked at the end of NXT this past Tuesday that will lead to a championship match, Mello, Off four, and then Trick comes back, beats down his former best friend that sets the stage for whatever will happen and send and deliver. And as you said, it's going to be kind of weird because everything's been surrounding Trick Melo and off for such a long time. And then again, you don't want to do another triple threat match heading into the weekend. Three during one weekend that is pretty excessive, but we'll see how they handle it in the weeks to come.
1: Yeah, you could absolutely have, I mean, Trick Mellow is the biggest match you're going to have that weekend as far as NXT goes. That's That's going to be the biggest match you're going to be able to put on um, unless, you know, what your prediction of Okada comes and then you you know, then that you know who knows what's gonna happen. But for me, I trick Mello is, is is what I think they're gonna end up closing the show with. So I could see Mello beating Dragonoff for that title. Um maybe maybe die jack gets pissed off and he wants to continue and send uh Dragunov back to the dungeon with him or something, you know? And then him and him and oh boy. Him and uh, Squat Gacy can those three can have themselves a uh, <laughs> a a a House of Horrors match or something like no.
0: that. But, no, no. Um,
1: oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. A Red Room Dungeon match. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Fifty Shades of jack match. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know I. Mellow, Mellow versus Trick for that NXT title at Stand and Deliver, that, that's that got to be the move. I think that's that's going to be the end game. I think that's got to be the end game. So I, I think what you said about Mellow beating Dragunov for that title at Battleground, could, or not Battleground, but whatever, the roadblock, the March special, that seems very plausible.
0: Very possible. We'll see how it goes. But all of your scenarios for squat, Joe Gacy and Jack is just, no, we're not going to be doing any House of Horrors. We're not going to be doing any fun house matches. We're not going to be doing any of that. Now, 50 what shades I will Fit the Shades of Jack sounds intriguing, though. I'm not going to lie. Very, very catchy, a little kinky. I can get into that a little bit. They have the room already set up. Very mm, BDSM. But I will say this. The ending of that match between Dragon Off and Dijak at NXT on Tuesday before Mello attacked Dragon. Um, Joe Gacy really rode from underneath the ring and knocked out Dijak with a rock'em, sock'em punch.
1: You know the you know the meme of the guy who just throws his hands up. You know he's just looking like, well, what are you gonna do? That's... what are we gonna do? This is this is what we got. This is what we got. DiJack stuck with. We got DiJack stuck with. Squat Gacy throwing Joker punches. Uh, we ain't even got the gun. He, like, what, what are we doing, man? What are we doing? You got We gotta have. We gotta have something better for DiJack. He deserves better. He deserves better than this. Um, and. That don't even get me started about the pen that Dragunov put on him. Why that man had to grope him like that when he pinned him? I mean, like, seriously. Like, Rhea Ripley's pen is, more, like, that's one thing. Like, she's dominating her opponent. That's a dominating pen. This is a grope. That's a grope. You know what I'm saying? Rhea's dominating. Like, she's like, I dominate you. I'm crushing this. Dragunov's like, come here. Come here. Like it's a, that's a grope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's just he he's so good, he just he just does really w- weird stuff, man. <laughs> Him and Dijak just do weird
0: stuff. Well, Scott, we have to remember they had that moment in that room last year. He had a flashback, obviously. Yeah, clearly, clearly he forgot they weren't in the room anymore.
1: <laughs> when he put his head down, Dijak goes like, yo, we're not in the room. <laughs> door's not closed. <laughs> he must, no. have said, he must have said the safe word or something.
0: Now, Dragonoff simply covered him to be extra, you know, snug. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. That's what she said. <laughs> she said she covered it
0: just to be extra snug. <laughs> That's what she said, too. <laughs> um, we haven't gone after dark in a long time and it's approached that hour right at the hour mark of us going a little bit after dark a little after dark for NXT spicy you know those are the 2.0 days way back when but yeah that was quite the pain by Off, got beat up by Mellow, and I predict this will set up a Roblox match involving Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes for the NXT championship in a few weeks time if Mellow wins and book it for stand and deliver. Trick versus Mellow NXT title. If not, and Trick interferes, then grudge match, stand and deliver. Mellow versus Trick. Either option works for me. That will be the match for NXT that weekend, unless WWE hits the Okada lottery. And that is still to be determined.
1: Well, we got the three faces. So, you know, Mellow versus Trick is the big match. And if if that's the way they're going without the title, they must have something planned for DiJack, man. So we'll see what we'll see what age we'll see what Walker's got uh, cooked up his sleeve.
0: Yes, and it's not Julia because they clearly said guy, so this is a man coming in. We don't know who. We shall find out possibly by Roblox who this person is. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it's a good reveal, but we shall see about that as we put a bow on this week's wrap right here on the fight game media network. We're not going to be picking a match of the week because the match of the week is still live with SmackDown. So to come on Friday, we'll sucker back on that in the next week or so as we reset the table, we're going to dive into a lot of stuff in the next week or so as we get ready for Elimination Chamber in two weeks' time in Perth, Australia. As always, I want to thank my co-captain, Scott Young, who was salty and sweet all at the same time and a little naughty towards the end of this episode, recapping the moment Dragunov had a moment with Dijak by having an extra grip for that pin.
1: I'm just saying, man, we we got the soft four we got 45 out of 50 shades of die in that pen. Um <laughs> as always, key. it's a pleasure to chop it up and talk all things WWE with you. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go relax my mind, have a little vacation. Hopefully nothing crazy happens. Uh when I come back, we'll see if uh if Cody's in the main event. We'll see if Dwayne the Rock Johnson is has turned into to Black Adam the hero or the villain. And uh, we're going to see what Squat Gacy decides to pull out from under the ring next week from his mentor, Hornswoggle.
0: All of these developments happening in the next, what, 10 days or so. And it will be back Tuesday because we're going to be doing a special Monday wrap recapping everything from Monday Night Raw. All of last week's shows that are tie into what we will see heading into Elimination Chamber Things could be very different by the time we hit the air. Once again, a dive into the week that was for WWE. We don't know where things stand. It's very cool to do things of this nature before it happens. And we'll know. We'll be on the timeline interacting with you guys after the press conference on Thursday to see where we are heading into WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. We're going to have some answers, hopefully, by the time the show comes back your way next Tuesday morning special edition of the rap coming your way right here on the fight media network so enjoy your vacation scott have fun enjoy yourself well deserved for myself for softy scott young that is a wrap for all things wwe take care enjoy the week ahead and bye bye